Hey, what is going on, guys? It's DK. Back at you with another video here, trading the two-game NBA main site on Saturday. Uh, before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, my name is DK. I make daily videos breaking out NBA, NFL, PGA, and esports. Daily fantasy sports sites. Uh, real quick, I do want to say thank you guys again for all support. Currently right now at 4.66 thousand subscribers on YouTube. The easiest way to support me since all the content is free is leave a like button on the video, hit the subscribe button if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell just so you know when I go live, you know when I upload videos. Um, if you guys cannot watch YouTube videos, I do uh, upload on Apple Podcasts. The link is in the description below, which is the DKDFS show. But with that out of the way, let's jump into the video. So before we talk about this two-game slate on Saturday, let's take a look back now and pair from Friday. So Friday slate, yeah, for me at least, not looking great um, at halftime right now of the late game. So um, I was really high on the Miami guys. I, li- I mentioned you know, in the live stream, I liked all five of, of the main, fa- main five guys of Drogic, Hero, Crowder, Bam, and Jimmy. Unfortunately, though, I didn't have the two guys that obviously had the best you know, uh, days for their, for their salaries. Um, and I'm kind of kicking myself for not playing Jimmy. On small slates like this, you guys know, or at least like if you've been watching my content for a while, you know I love buying into guys after bad games. And I didn't, like Jimmy was a guy that the ownership, he was 50% owned, uh, and then had that off game, and the ownership dropped big time to 20%. So, and he went up for close to 50. So I, I am kicking myself for not playing Jimmy Butler, because you guys know I love getting uh, on guys after a bad game. So the ownership drops, right? A 30% ownership drop is, is huge. And um, you saw what Jimmy did, right? 50, Bam at close to 50. So not saying Drogic, Hero, and Crowder are bad plays. They're all pretty decent for their prices. It's just I, I needed one of Jimmy or Bam to, to probably cash. Rocco <sighs> might have been, been a misplay. I, I know he's, he's not playing bad 15 fancy points, but I, I think there, I, I could have rearranged my lineup a bit and tried to get one of like Jimmy or Bam in there too. Because he was, it was a really good spot for him against OKC because they ran small balls, so that's why he's getting a lot of those blocks and steals, whereas against this Laker team, not so much, right? So, might have been a mistake going to Robert Covington for me. Um, I think, you know, the ideal build probably would have been to move a couple things around and try to get one of, uh, of Jimmy or Bam in there. Not even trying to be results-oriented, just, just thinking about looking back before the slate even started. So, yeah, I think I think that was probably a misplay on my part. Now, Anthony Davis, I am a little bit surprised about. I watched that whole first half. He was a guy I was super high on. No, no, not lying to you guys. I'm always fully fully open and honest. Uh, I really liked him today, and just not a great first half. Uh, 17 fancy points, 10 points, four boards, two blocks. I really thought he could overpower Houston with his height, his athleticism. Um, Houston has been really good defensively. I mean, they were good against OKC. And they've been guarding Anthony Davis really well. So that's one I'm willing to fully take the L on because I was really high on Anthony Davis. Now, sure, it's halftime. Things can always change. He'd have a big second half. But right now, not looking great. And Bloodsell is another guy I liked. He was my favorite point-per-dollar play for the Bucks. Uh, the minutes were there. He just had a four game. Um, I believe the minutes. Well, I should actually confirm that. He played 31 the last game. And the reason I liked him was because of the minutes. Let me see how many minutes he played tonight before I say that. Uh, 30, yeah. So... He, he had a four game first price for sure. Um, and then I went with Eric Gordon and, and Danny Green in the mid range. So it's going to be an L for me, um, most likely, unless I get a huge second half. Um, but yeah, the night before, uh, real quick, I just want to, uh, I guess, mention it that 
I had, I think, five or six people say they won GPPs. One, another guy just messaged, messaged me tonight, won $5,000. So the day before went really, really well. Tonight, yeah, probably probably just a, a forgettable night for me. So hopefully you, guys, hopefully you guys had a little bit of a better night. Hopefully some of you got to either Jimmy or Bam. Uh, but that's a look back there of my lineup. So let's take a look at these uh, of the two games played again. So Raptors Celtics is a two fourteen over under. Raptors are one point favorites. And then we have Nuggets Clippers a two twenty one and a half over under. Clippers are nine point favorites. And once I mentioned it the first time uh, this slate happened that I was scared of Denver getting blown out, and they got blown out. And I am once again not super confident that Denver stays in this one. If they do, there's obviously upside, but I think the first game is once again the, the game that I'm going to be targeting. Um, so let's start it off with center today, and Jokic is at 9-5. So it's all about how are you how are you going to attack the slate? Because if you think that if you think the second game stays close, you're going to want one of, of Jokic or Murray. Jokic is the safer option. He has the higher floor, even though he had a for hit like 20 fancy points in 30 minutes is, is, is like Jokic's floor. Normally he's a little bit higher than that um, floor-wise. So I like his upside, and we know where the offense is coming from Denver. It's Jokic, it's Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr.'s minutes up in the air. They don't have a whole lot of offense, right? So it's it's got to be those two guys. Um, and, and if you're playing the the way that you think this game stays close, I, I think getting exposure to one of Jokic or Murray is not a bad idea. I think they will be low-owned. I think the first game is definitely going to be more popular. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, again, it's all about how you how you want to attack the slate. I'm personally probably going to get a lot of exposure to the first game again. Um, just because the price tags in the late game, no one really looks great for their prices, whereas the Toronto guys, I was super high in the, the two guards, Fan Fleet and Lowry last game. I'm really high in them once again. Uh, I like Kemba. I like Tatum. Brown's viable. So I just like, I, I like the price points a little bit better uh, in the in the earlier game. Ibaka's at 5-9. Finally came back down to earth after having just like an amazing stretch of like just being like a two fancy point per minute guy. He was just like insane. Not that much, obviously, but you know what I'm saying. He was just like really, really playing well. Uh, 22 minutes is, we'll get mid-20s minutes from Ibaka, 20 to 25-ish. 5-9, though, it's just like, eh, I don't I don't know if I'm going to prioritize him. He can still get you there, but he has to have, like, a really, really good point. Like, he has to be, like, really good at when he's out there for 20, 25-ish minutes. Like, I just feel much more comfortable getting to, to Lowry and Van Fleet for an extra couple thousand. So it, it doesn't make sense to me to get to Ibaka unless you're trying to get super contrarian. Daniel Tice at 5'5". I think for his price, he's not a bad play. He's not an amazing play. I think he's good in the mid-range. He'll play 30-ish minutes. He's not going to like win you a GPP, but I don't think he's going to kill you either. I would say for Tice, somewhere between like 20 to 30-ish fancy points. At a 5'5", I think that's fine. So, sure, OG Ananubi at a similar price point is going to be much more popular. And I think I do prefer him just because he played 45 minutes the last game, which we'll get to in a bit. Uh, but, yeah, Tice is still fine in the mid-range. Uh, Zubox at 4'8". So, uh, played 24 minutes. Obviously got hurt a bit because of the blowout. Um, he was on pace to, I think, play close to 30 minutes. And that's good to see. Because we know Denver runs big. Obviously, Jokic plays huge minutes. 
Uh, Montrez kind of got there in garbage time, and I took that stand of I thought the game was going to blow out. So if you think this game stays close, I think Zubak pushes for 30. If you push it for 30 minutes of 4-8, I think he makes for a pretty decent, if you call him a value play. Um, if you think the game blows out, then I think you can look to a guy like Montrez Harrell, like I did last night. Paul Mills has a fort. So this is... I don't know. I don't know what to make of Paul Millsap. Um, he had a really good game in limited time, but he was on pace for like 30, 30 plus minutes. 24 in the blowout, but if the game would have stayed close, he was going to push for 30 minutes. So his minutes are just so all over the place. I hate, I hate honestly seeing this game because trying to figure out the value plays minutes in both sides is such a headache. We have Beverly back for the Clippers. There's just so many guys they use off the bench. We have Millsap. Is he going to play 15 minutes? Is he going to play 30 minutes? We have Craig. Is he going to play 15? Is he going to play 30? MPJ, same thing, right? So I don't like seeing this team because Mike Malone is just so hard to figure out his rotations. 18, 17, 35, 19, 19, 14, and then 24 again. He was on pace for over 30. So... What are we going to get on Millsap? I'm probably going to stay away. He, had, I know he had a really good game and limited in only 24 minutes, but I just, I need to see him play the minutes consistently. If I see, like, close to 30 minutes from him again in this game, then I would feel more comfortable targeting him the next slate. I just think it's still risky. So he's in play for GPPs. Um, it's just, you know, all about does he get the minutes. Marcus Gasol is at 4-5. So, Price slowly coming up there. What we're going to get is like 25-ish minutes. Another guy that not going to win you a GPP, but I think his range of outcomes is, he has a somewhat high floor and not a super high ceiling. I think like 15 to 25. Somewhere around there, he'll finish fancy points-wise. So four or five, doable, right? I don't think he's the best point per dollar play, but there's not a lot of great value options. There really isn't. So Gasol's a guy that I'm fine with if you land on. Now, Harrell... I think you only get to Montrez Harrell if you think this game blows out. If you think the game stays close, I don't think you target him because he was probably only going to play like 15-ish minutes. So I would rather get to Zubak. Like if you're playing that the game stays close, I would rather get to Zubak. If you think this game blows out again, I think Montrez Harrell's your guy. He'll play most of the garbage time. I think he got pulled with like a few minutes left, but that's where he like can have his upside. Now you're not really getting him at a big discount either. Like 4-3 is... Uh, not that cheap either. So, again, it's all about how you how you attack this slate. Now, Robert Williams is in play at 3-8. My worry was we saw Ennis Cantor get in the rotation. And if Boston gets this three-headed monster at center, it ruins the value for everyone. Now, Cantor only played four minutes, but he still played. So, it, it just it worries me a little bit. Like, do we get 25 to 30 minutes from Tice and then, like, five to ten minutes from Cantor, and then like ten minutes from Robert Williams, which would kind of kill the value for everyone. We could. Like, uh, Brad Stevens has used that three-headed monster approach at center. So, worries me a little bit with Robert Williams. The minutes went down to 14 because Cantor got four minutes there. It wasn't wasn't like anyone was in foul trouble. It was just Cantor played four minutes. So, that hurts. Like, if Robert Williams only plays 14 as opposed to 18 and 19, definitely takes a hit to his upside. So, Slightly concerned there, uh, but at 3-8, if he gets close to 20, he can definitely get, like, he's a really, really good point-per-minute guy. 
Plumley, you can look to him if you think the game blows out. He won't play a huge amount of minutes, and he got pulled too at the very end for a guy like Bull Bull. I think him, Montrez, last three or four minutes both got pulled. But for, for most of that garbage time, it's going to a lot to be a Plumley versus uh, versus Montrez Harrell. Um, Plumley either way is not going to play huge minutes, right? He'll play probably around ten minutes if the game stays close, and then maybe push for fifteen in a blowout. Obviously, he can get you there if the game blows out, like he has better chance. So I think you only look to a guy like Plumley. You only look to a guy like Montrezl Harrell if you think Clippers blow out Denver again. Now, Michael Green's interesting here at three three. Another guy that got extended a bit because of the blowout, but still like he was going to play fifteen ish minutes already. So he's playable. Uh, it, it's a risk. Like you're not going to get huge minutes out of Green. I think ten to fifteen in a normal game, and then closer to 20 if the game blows out like we saw the last time. So Green's playable, definitely a risk. So right, there's there's some guys down here, like a Jamichael Green, Mason Plumley, Montrez Harrell. If you're playing that blowout factor, like those three guys are certainly, certainly in play. Power forward, Tatum at 9-3, had an absolutely terrible shooting day the one time. I, I've like never played Jason Tatum. I finally play him, and he shoots 25% basically. So, and he still put up almost 40 fancy points, shooting 5 of 18. 5 of 18. Am I worried? No. I, I don't mind going right back to the wall of Tatum. If people are going to go Jalen Brown over Jason Tatum for less, I'll be happy to take Tatum. I lower it on the ship. Um, I don't expect him to shoot 5 of 18 again. He could, but I, and you guys know my approach. I like buying into guys after bad games because the ownership will drop. The ownership's going to be less on Tatum than it was last game. It wasn't our, he wasn't already super high owned last time, but... He's a guy that, when shooting well, can break the slate and go for 60-plus. And I'm more comfortable targeting players in this game, so I just, the last game still worries me with the potential for a blowout. So I like Tatum a good amount. I think the ownership drops. Um, I don't mind going right back to the wall there. Siakam's at 7-9. I just, right now, I just prefer Lowry and Fred Van Fleet. Siakam has, like, he's just been a little bit up and down, whereas Van Fleet, Lowry are just a little bit more consistent. So I think Siakam's still in play. But I feel more comfortable right now with both the Toronto guards. Not saying Siakam's out of play. He's the ownership will drop on him 100%. Like he'll probably be less 20-ish percent, maybe less than that. So I have no issue if you want to go to him. He's just more of a contrarian option for me. And we still have no Gordon Hayward. Now OG is going to be really chalky. He'll be one of those popular plays of the day at five six. Uh, well, he played 45 minutes last game. Didn't go to overtime. So he literally played the entire game except for three minutes. If we get that again from OG Ananubi, even at 5-6, it looks good. So he's a guy that's going to be really, really popular. I think you can get away from him. I don't think he's a must-play. Am I going to play him? I'll probably eat the chalk on him. We'll see. I haven't messed around too much with roster instruction, but like the 45 minutes is is really, really good to see. Do we, do we get it again? I don't know, but... It's good to see that that's in his range of outcomes. He can play basically the entire game. Mention Tice again. I think OG is your safer option just because of the minutes, but not saying Tice is out of play. And then Marcus Morse. These three guys in the mid-range, I like. Like Marcus Morse, Marcus Morse had a good day uh, in the blowout. 27 minutes, one for 33 fancy points. Like I think for, for all the Clippers guys, he looks pretty good at 5-4. We'll get 30 to 35 minutes in a close game for Marcus Morse. So, and Denver's just kind of been struggling defensively. I think he's a pretty good play in the mid-range. And those three guys, Tice, OG, Marcus Morris, I mentioned them in the last slate. I'll mention them again. 
I think all three stand out as pretty decent options if you're looking for players in the mid-tier. Now, MPJ, this is just one of those ones where I, I don't know how many minutes he's going to play. Anywhere, Literally anywhere from 15 to 30-plus. So, good luck trying to figure out what Mike Malone does. He has upside if he, if he gets the higher end of the minutes, but trying like these Denver value and the Clippers value in the rotations is such a headache to try to figure it out. So he's a super, super risky play. Still in play, but the minutes are very, very much in question. Now, Jeremy Grant, um, he'll, he's a guy that will play 30-plus. Uh, 4-9, though, which seems all right. I think I would rather get to OG. I think I'd rather get to Marcus Morris and Jeremy Grant. Not saying Grant's out of play, but I just think I like the upset a little bit more on guys like Morris, guys like uh, OG Ananobi. Talked about Millsap. He's for sure in play. It's just, you know, how many minutes do we get out of him? I don't know. Grant Williams at 3-3. I just don't think we can do it. I know he's been playing decent minutes, 19 and 18. It's a, it's a dart throw, I guess, right? If we if we continue to get 15-ish minutes from Grant Williams, he's in play, but super, super low usage guy. So let's talk about small four now. Kawhi Leonard at 10-4. Well, again, how are you attacking the slate? If you think the Clipper, if you think Denver keeps it close, Kawhi can definitely go for 60 plus. Now we're not really getting him at a discount, right? 10-4. And my issue with Kawhi is uh, there's a lot of mouths to feed. We now have Pat Beverly back, we have Lou Williams, we have Matras Harrell, Zubak, Paul George. Right, so there's a lot of other guys that, that can that can uh, score the ball on this uh, Clippers team. So that is always my slight concern with Kawhi. We're not getting him at a discount at 10-4, but what we are getting from Kawhi is the super super high floor. Right, if if he plays close to 40 minutes, I think he'll probably get you 50 fans points. He has been so so consistent in these playoffs. So if you're just going for that floor, I'm fine with Kawhi. Know the risk, right? I think there's the risk of the game does not stay close. Decent chance, I would say probably. 30-ish percent chance the game blows out again. Paul George is 8-2, and he's just more the contrarian option. He was on pace to have a pretty good game. 33 minutes, had 36 fancy points. Had a better shooting day, 6-13. He's a guy that can go for 50-plus. Like, if he shoots the ball decent, he has that type of upside, and you're getting him at a discount. So what works for the roster? I'm fine with either Clipper, uh, either the Clipper forward with Paul George and, uh, and or Kawhi. Jalen Brown's at 7-6, so he was um, a little bit uh, popular that last slate, played 40 minutes. I mean, we'll get the big minutes out of Jalen Brown at just four blocks. Not normally a guy that's going to get you a lot of blocks and steals, so I think that was more of an outlier performance. I don't know. I feel personally like I would still rather get to Kemba over Jalen Brown. I just think his floor is higher, and I think his ceiling's a little bit higher. Now, Brown is, I would say... Put him in the same categories for me as Pascal Siakam. Playable, but I prefer the other guys in the team. Like, I'd rather get to Kemba. I'd rather get to Tatum. Siakam, I'd rather get to Lowry. I'd rather get to Fred Van Fleet. But they're not out of play. They're just I put them in the boat of they're just more contrarian options for me. Talked about OG, Marcus Morris, and MPJ. Super risky. Powell, the minutes are way down on him. Uh, 13 and 15 minutes. I just... Is there is there a possibility he plays 25 minutes? Yes, but he has to come off the bench and like light it up. If he comes off the bench and like drains a couple threes, I could see him getting extended, but right now it's just too risky, even at 4-2. Shamet's at 3-7. He got extended a little bit because of the blowout. My worry is 
They have Pat Beverly, Reggie Jackson, Shamit, Jermichael Green. Like, they have so many guys now in this rotation that I guess he's in play, but I'm probably not going to get to Shamit. Um, Torrey Craig, somewhere between 15 to 30 minutes. Super, super low usage guy. If he hits the higher end, if he hits closer to 30, he could get like 15 to 20 fancy points, but not really ex- that excited about Torrey Craig. Like, I'm probably not going to get to him. And that's kind of it. So let's talk about shooting guard now. Jamal Murray is just a super contrarian play. I'm not going to get to him. Um, I know people are, if people are going to go to Denver, they're going to go to Jokic. Um, it's just right now the Clippers have so many guys who can throw at Jamal Murray, and his range of outcomes are so high. He's he's still in play as a GP play, but I'm just telling you, like I'm not going to play Jamal Murray at 9-1. Like, I, I feel more comfortable going to Jokic. Um now, again, Murray definitely probably has the higher ceiling, but I'm just not going to do uh, – I'm not going to pay 9-1 for him. So, Fred Van Fleet at 7-7. I mean, I really like him. I really like Kyle Lowry. We're going to get 40-plus minutes from both. Um, they're both do-it-all guys, right? They'll get you the rebounds, the assists. They can get you some blocks and steals and obviously score the ball. I just think 7-7 is underpriced. So, I'm going to go right back to the wall with both Toronto guards. Once again, I really like both of them. Marcus Smart at 6'5", for me, I, there, I'm not paying 6'5", for him. There's, there's just no way. Um, is, there, is there a possibility he gets here at 6'5"? Yes, but it doesn't make sense. When I, why would I get to Marcus Smart at 6'5"? Like, I would just much rather get to Jalen Brown for an extra $1,000 or Kemba for an extra 1500 The upside is just massive on those guys compared to Smart, where you really need, like, Three blocks and three steals from Marcus Smart for him to have like a really good game. So I'm just not going to pay 6'5 for Smart. And Lou Williams at 6K is an avoid for me. Um, did play 24 minutes. Was, was probably on pace for closer to 30 minutes, which is good to see. But there's still just I, – I don't trust the rotation right now. He played 17 in that game against Dallas. He had a bad shooting day. If he, if he doesn't shoot the ball well, Doc will pull pull the plug on him. So – the upside is there. He can get go for 30-plus, 40-plus for sure. So he still plays GPP option. I'm just telling you guys, I'm not going to do it. We're just not getting at enough of a discount. Not playing Powell. Gary Harris at 4K is playable. We'll get 25-ish minutes. Obviously hasn't done anything since coming back. He's more out there for his defense. So don't really feel great about that. Again, don't really feel good about Torrey Craig. That's like Dozier will play if, if, if the game blows out, but I don't even think you have to take a risk on him and then Price. Let's finish up with point guard. Uh, mentioned Murray. Uh, Kemba, yeah. Kemba and the, the two Toronto guards are the guys I really like once again. I know the price is slowly coming up on Kemba, but I feel more comfortable going to a guy like Kemba over Jalen Brown. If you want to go JB over, over Kemba, that's fine. I just I think the, the floor is a little bit higher with Kemba. I think the ceiling's a little bit higher with Kemba Walker. And 38 and 39 minutes, the met, he's Basically playing close to 40 minutes a game. That's good to see. So I like Kemba a good amount. Uh, mentioned Fan Fleet. I really like Lowry, too, at 7-8. He's going to be super chalk after the last game for 54 fantasy points. Now, if you're picking one of the Toronto guards and you want to get a little bit different, I think Fred Van Fleet comes in a little bit lower owned because of the big game from Lowry. So if you're going to make me pick one, I might go Fred Van Fleet for the ownership. But... Full disclosure, I'm probably going to play both these Toronto guards once again. Uh, yeah, Monte Morris at 4 1 is viable. He'll play probably around 20 minutes, but still, like, don't feel amazing about that. 
Uh, and then we have the headache of Sham at Beverly, Reggie Jackson. Uh, Pat Beverly played well, played really well in 12 minutes. How many minutes he's going to play? I don't think he, he like shoots the ball that well either. So uh, I think probably around 20-ish, like he's in play. He'll probably be chalk value just because there's not like any good value. If he's going to be like super, super chalk, Pat Beverly, I'd be okay getting away from it. But yeah, right now I, I think he's fine. Um, I think 15, 20-ish minutes. Reggie, the minutes went down on him to about 13. It's super, super risky. I don't think I'm going to do it, but yeah, then Wanamaker not playing enough minutes. Wait, he'll play like 10-ish. So that's really it, guys. The, the value on the slate is super ugly. Like, if we just go back down to it again, um, it is not great. Like below 4K or 4K and below, you have Gary Harris, Robert Williams, Sham at bat. Like I think the two guys I feel the most comfortable with if they get like their normal minutes. So if we get 15 and 20 from Robert Williams, I think he makes for probably a good value option. But my worry, my worry is Cantor plays, maybe he plays a little bit more, and then that really hurts Robert Williams. And Pat Beverly, I think he's going to be really chalky as a value play. If he gets to the point where he's like super, super chalk, I would be okay getting away from him. But I think we get 15 to 20 minutes. Yeah, and I think he's he's solid. So that's it. That's, for, that's it for the breakdown today, guys. And I think that's going to wrap it up for the video. Um... So if you haven't enjoyed the content so far, guys, would really appreciate it if you leave a like button on the video, hit the subscribe button if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell. Um, I will be live streaming 30 minutes before lock, going over everything, um, giving you guys a team-by-team -team breakdown, uh, going over any news, not really waiting on any big news here, and then answering any questions you guys have at the end. So thanks again, guys. I hope you guys all have a great rest of your night, and I will see you tomorrow in the live stream.